Dear Father in heaven, blessed be thy holy name, O Lord. Once more, we, your children, are gathered here to fellowship with you, that we may receive bread from heaven to sustain us and to equip us and to build us up, to nourish our souls, that we may grow into the image of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Lord, to this end, we ask, fulfill your promise in our lives. You said that blessed are those who hunger and test after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Lord, fill us now. Please put your words in my mouth and help me, Lord, that the words that will be spoken shall be bread to the souls of those who will listen, that it shall edify, strengthen, and build us up into the most holy faith, into the image of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Lord, shed your love abroad in our hearts. Develop in us a faith that works by love, Lord, that we may, by faith, exercise your will and do what is right in your sight. Give us your Holy Spirit also, for we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Conflict and Courage May 3 Betrayed into Error And Gideon made an effort, which then became a snare unto Gideon and to his house. The people of Israel, in their gratitude at deliverance from the Midianites, proposed to Gideon that he should become their king, and that the throne should be confirmed to his descendants. This proposition was in direct violation of the principles of the theocracy. Gideon recognized this fact. His answer shows how true and noble were his motives. I will not rule over you, he declared. Neither shall my son rule over you. The Lord shall rule over you. But Gideon was betrayed into another error, which brought disaster upon his house and upon all Israel. The season of inactivity that succeeds a great struggle is often fraught with greater danger than is the period of conflict. To this danger, Gideon was now exposed. A spirit of unrest was upon him. Hitherto, he had been content to fulfill the directions given him from God. But now, instead of waiting for divine guidance, he began to plan for himself. When the armies of the Lord had have gained a signal victory, Satan will redouble his efforts to overthrow the work of God. Because he had been commanded to offer sacrifice upon the rock where the angel appeared to him, Gideon concluded that he had been appointed to officiate as a priest. Without waiting for the divine sanction, he determined to provide a suitable place and to institute a system of worship similar to that carried on at the tabernacle. With the strong popular feeling in his favor, he found no difficulty in carrying out his plan. Those who are placed in the highest positions may lead astray, especially if they feel that there is no danger. The wisest err, the strongest grow weary. It is a solemn thought that the removal of one safeguard from the conscience, the failure to fulfill one good resolution, the formation of one wrong habit may result not only in our own ruin but in the ruin of those who have put confidence in us. Our only safety 
is to follow where the steps of the master lead the way, to trust for protection implicitly to him who says, follow me. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is Betrayed into Error. Still looking at the life of Gideon and the lessons that we are supposed to learn, I will still remind us again, Romans 15 verse 4 says that whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. So it is our duty to go through the things which were written aforetime, which includes the story of Gideon, and that we are to learn lessons from there. That's why it says it was written for our learning. And we are to receive comfort from the scriptures. And that's why we are studying this devotion titled Conflict and Courage. We are to study it and help ourselves to develop courage, to get strength and increase our faith in the Lord as we go through our own journey into the heavenly Canaan. That the lessons and the mistakes that the mistakes that were made in the past, we should not make them again. It is a popular saying in the world that those who do not know their history are bound to repeat it. And truly, it is said in a negative sense. If you don't know the negative part of history, you are bound to repeat it. And when we know history, we can actually repeat it when we know the good part of history. Today, we are looking at something that we should not repeat. Yesterday, we looked at something we should repeat in the faith of Gideon. And not just the faith of Gideon, but also the 300 men that were with him. We are to repeat what they did in neglecting their own needs and focusing on the work of God. Today now, we are going to look at something that we should not repeat. Gideon was betrayed into error through not understanding the basic principles in the word of God and how to follow exactly what the Lord says. He misinterpreted God's word like I've said before. You see, when we when the wine of Babylon comes, it usually comes from the corruption of the word of God. And the, the Gideon came into a situation where he twisted and corrupted the word of God and it led him into error. When he had conquered the Midianites, the men of Israel, reading from Judges 8 verse 22 now, it says, Then the men of Israel said unto Gideon, Rule thou over us, both thou and thy son, and thy son's son also, for thou hast delivered us from the hand of Midian. And Gideon said unto them, I will not rule over you, neither shall my son rule over you, the Lord shall rule over you. And Gideon said unto them, I will desire a request of you, that you would give me every man the earrings of his prey. For they had golden earrings, because they were Ishmaelites. And they answered, We will willingly give them. And they spread a garment, and did cast therein every man the earrings of his prey. And the weight of the golden earrings that he requested was a thousand and seven hundred shekels of gold, beside ornaments and collars and purple raiment that was on the kings of Midian, and beside the chains that were about their camels' necks. I just I want to pause and point out something very important here. The Bible says that these men were wearing earrings and had to add they were Ishmaelites to make us understand that it is a strange thing for them to have been wearing earrings. For the Bible to tell us that Gideon told them, give me every man your earrings. It says, for they had golden earrings because they were Ishmaelites. Trying to make us clearly understand that these were not children of Israel. They were not people of God. And that's the reason you see them having these earrings. So it's a lesson for us. Because 
these things, these ornaments, like I mentioned in the past, they are other gods. They are idols. And this was what led to a snare for Gideon. Reading, continuing where I stopped, Judges 8 verse 27 now, it says, And Gideon made an effort thereof, and put it in his city, even in Ophrah. And all Israel went thither, a whoring after it, which thing became a snare unto Gideon and to his house. Thus was Midian subdued before the children of Israel, so that they lifted their heads up no more, and the country was in quietness forty years in the days of Gideon. Now, the Bible records that Gideon used those earrings, golden earrings, to make an effort. We need to understand what an effort is. An effort is something that only the high priest wears. And the Lord said only the high priest, which is from Aaron's family, is to wear an effort. Gideon thought that because an angel told him in the past to make an altar and make sacrifices on that altar, he took a big leap thinking that because he was told to make a sacrifice on an altar, he just made a jump, which to him seemed to be a logical connection that the Lord had called him as a minister, as an evangelist, in fact this time as a priest. To say minister, evangelist, he was a minister, he was an evangelist. He felt that the Lord had called him into an office that was reserved in the same word of God for only Aaron's family. There was no way he could do that if he knew that Aaron's family alone is the one that is called to do that. Wearing an effort signifies that you are taking the office of a high priest, not just any kind of priest, a high priest. And this is where Gideon was betrayed into error. But why was it that Gideon did this? We read from the Devotion, Conflict and Courage, page 129, paragraph 3. But Gideon was betrayed into another error, which brought disaster upon his house and upon all Israel. The season, this is the reason here now, the season of inactivity that succeed uh, that succeeds a great struggle is often fraught with greater danger than is the period of conflict to this danger gideon was now exposed a spirit of unrest was upon him hitherto he had been content to fulfill the directions given him from god but now instead of waiting for divine guidance he began to plan for himself when the armies of the lord have gained a signal victory Satan will redouble his efforts to overthrow the work of God. End of quote. I have seen this happen several times, both in my own life and the life of others, to a greater or to a lesser degree. In my own life, I would say I have seen this happen when you have gone for perhaps an evangelism or you have had a struggle through a certain period of time. It may even be years. And when you have finally gotten the victory and the persecution you were facing is no longer there and the troubles you were passing through that was leading you to pray so often to the lord is no longer there now you have a season of rest there's nothing really troubling you anymore for you to pray for and fight against that time is really a season of unrest this is a season of revival that gideon had brought to the people and after the revival there came a season of unrest for gideon at that time is when satan redoubles his effort it is a time of greater danger i have seen it in the life of others too you go for evangelism i remember a friend someone who he got to understand the word of god and the things contained therein and he left his family that was practicing paganism and in the form of christianity anyway and when he left he was threatened with his family i remember even being called 
threatened to be taken to prison, threatened to be killed. His mother was threatening to kill him, had even taken weapons to try to kill him. Sometimes would lock him up in his room so that he wouldn't go anywhere. There was a day he was even chased out of his home because of following the Lord. When this thing stopped and, and he had peace in his home, his mom who was so violent towards him, his mom who was a trouble and a thorn in his flesh, ceased to be a thorn in his flesh. Now he had rest. And this friend, now like Gideon, started to plan for himself and derailed. It was a time of greater danger for him. The time when he was in conflict was far better for him because at that time he was always praying to the Lord, always being in connection with him, doing his devotions, his morning devotions, evening devotions, going on uh, lots of uh, church services and trusting in the Lord all the time. But when the trouble was taken away from him, oh, it was a season of greater danger and he derailed. It became a snare for him and he started to go into things that he shouldn't go into, planning for himself, mix, mixing with friends he shouldn't have mixed with and he fell along the way, he backslid and he's trying to get himself back. You see, whenever there is a revival in our life and we are having a conflict just like Gideon, it is usually the case that when that spiritual revival has taken place and then we are rejoicing in the high spiritedness that we have just experienced, it is then that Satan redoubles his efforts. He doesn't redouble it in bringing more persecutions. No, no, he's too wise for that. He redoubles it by giving you a carnal security. He gives you a lot of peace. And in that season of peace, then he will bring temptations to you. Temptation to, to relax. Temptation to now enjoy yourself. You who wouldn't, even, who wouldn't even look at a movie before, now you sit down with that your family member because you're at peace with each other now and now you can discuss the things of the world and all the filth of the world because they are no longer against you. Now they've given you peace. They've allowed you to have your own diet. They've allowed you to go to the church you want to go to. They've allowed you to practice what you want to practice in the home. They're no longer persecuting you. Now you're at peace with your family member. Now you're at peace with your friends and then they say, why don't we have a good time together why don't we go naked and swim and at that time you feel oh i don't want to lose the peace i have with my family members let me join them and then you go with them and that is where satan is already getting you and then you sit down and you're playing the video games with your brother or with your sister satan is getting you there and then you put on the television and now you sit down together and you're at peace with your wife with your husband and you're watching the movies once again satan has gotten you your husband is no longer troubling you your wife is no longer troubling you and now you feel oh let me have some peace with them there's no longer conflict they're no longer troubling me ah that is the time where Satan is bringing the great danger to you and that is the time where we should be careful. You see, the Lord is teaching us so many have fallen into this trap unknown to themselves. What we are hearing today is love, I tell you. Because if you are not told, you will fall into the trap. Many have fallen into it. When Satan suddenly removes persecution and then there is peace, suddenly the child of God, who has not known peace for a very long time, he has not had this kind of freedom for a very long time his revival now his conflict has gone away what does he do it's a season of unrest and then satan brings temptation we need to be careful of those seasons where we have finished the conflict where we are no longer getting persecutions where we are no longer getting fights from the world or from friends or from family those periods where there's prosperity are the times of the greatest danger. Be careful, brother.
Be careful, sister, because that is the time when you will fall the most. Reading from True Revival, page 76, paragraph 2, it says, Through the deep movings of the Spirit of God, I have had opened before me the character of the work of the visitation of the Spirit of God. I have had opened before me the danger in which souls would be placed who had been thus visited, for afterward they would have to meet fiercer assaults of the enemy, who would press upon them his temptations to make of non effect the workings of the Spirit of God and cause that the momentous truths presented and witnessed by the Holy Spirit should not purify and sanctify those who had received the light of heaven and thus cause that Christ should not be glorified in them. The period of great spiritual light, if that light is not sacredly cherished and acted upon, will be turned into a time of corresponding spiritual darkness. The impression made by the Spirit of God, if men do not cherish the sacred impression and occupy holy ground, will fade from the mind. Those who would advance in spiritual knowledge must stand by the very fount of God and drink again and again from the wells of salvation so graciously opened unto them. So that's the solution. I continue the reading. They must never leave the source of refreshment, but with hearts swelling with gratitude and love at the display of the goodness and compassion of God, they must be continually partakers of the living water. Oh, how much this means to every soul. I am the light of the world. I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger for anything more satisfying. And he that believeth on me shall never test. John 8 verse 12 and chapter 6 verse 35. To come to this condition means that you have found the source of light and love and have learned when, when and how you may be replenished and may make use of the promises of God by continually applying them to your souls. End of quote. So what is the solution to this spiritual darkness that follows the time of spiritual light? Make sure that the light that is given to you is acted upon. Go back to that place where you drank the water and drink it again. That lesson that you were taught that brought about the revival to you. That time where the Spirit of the Lord came upon you. Go back to those lessons you were taught and renew them in your mind. Read them again. And then go and do a work for the Lord with that light. Go and give it to others. I'll read another quote now from the same book, True Revival, page 72, paragraph 2. It says, when the students at the school went into their match game. So this is a, this is a way that the devil will bring that danger. He will redouble his efforts. He says, when the students at the school went into their match games and football playing, when they became absorbed in the amusement question, Satan saw it a good time to step in and make of non-effect the Holy Spirit of God in molding and using the human subject. Had the teachers to a man done their duty, had they realized their accountability, had they stood in moral independence before God, had they used the ability which God had given them according to the sanctification of the Spirit through the love of the truth, they would have had spiritual strength and divine enlightenment to press on and on and upward in the ladder of progress reaching heavenward. The fact is evident that they did not appreciate or walk in the light or follow the light of the world. It is an easy matter to idle away, talk and play away the Holy Spirit's influence. To walk in the light is to keep moving onward in the direction of light. If the one blessed 
becomes negligent and inattentive and does not watch unto prayer, if he does not lift the cross and bear the yoke of Christ, if his love of amusements and strivings for the mastery absorb his power or ability, then God is not made the first and best and best and last in everything, and Satan comes in to act his part in playing the game of life for his soul. He can play much more earnestly than they can play and make deep laid plots for the ruin of the soul. End of quote. Satan can play more than us. And one of the things that he uses to take away the experience that you have had when you have had a deep living experience with the Lord in a revival, when the light of God has been so graciously given to you, at that time Satan will bring amusements to you. He knows how to play more than you and he will take you into the play idle talk oh he will bring that to you and do you know that you can talk away the holy spirit and you can play away the holy spirit that's what many people don't know and that's what the devil does so what do we do about it still reading from true revival page 71 paragraph 2 in every age seasons of spiritual revival and the outpouring of the holy spirit have been followed by spiritual darkness and prevailing corruptions taking into account that which God has done in opportunities and privileges and blessings in Battle Creek. The church has not made honorable progress in doing her work, and God's blessing will not rest upon the church in advancing still more light until they use the light as God has directed in his word. The light that will shine in clear and distinct rays will grow dim amid moral darkness. The aggressive power of the truth of God is dependent upon the cooperation of the human agent with God in piety, in zeal, in unselfish efforts to get the light of truth before others." End of quote. So what are we supposed to do? So that the light will not go dim. So that we will not fall into this spiritual darkness that the devil will bring. So that we will not be ensnared into the plans of the devil. What do we do? Take that light that you have gotten, go and share it with others. Then the devil will not be able to get you. Take that light that you have gotten, act on it, practice it. Then the devil will not get you. And the other thing we read before is when you have learned that light, that fountain from which you drank water that has revived your spirit, go back to that fountain and drink again and again. Which means go and restudy the things that you have just learned. Go and learn them again. Go back to the Lord where you learned what you learned. Go back to Jesus who graciously granted you of his spirit. Do not leave his presence. It is always the case that we fall into sin because we leave the presence of the Lord. And when we come to the presence of the Lord and ask, Oh Lord, forgive me. And then he gives us signal victories. We say, Yes, I have gotten the victory. Then what do we do next? The next thing we leave the Lord and go without him. We don't abide in Christ. And because we are not abiding in him and walking without him, we fall into sin again. And then we come back again. And then we come to the fountain and drink again and say, Oh, I have been revived. Thank you, Lord. My spirit is revived. And then we make the same mistake again and we leave the Lord and walk in the fire of our own kindling. We don't go in our prayers. Our devotions drop. Our Bible study drop. We don't do evangelism. We are not studying with anybody. What happens in that time? We fall again. And then the cycle keeps going on and on and on. The solution is this. Do not leave the fountain. Remain there. Drink again and again. And when you take and you drink for yourself, take and you give to others to drink. Go and share the light you have learned to others. If not, you will have a time of peace. 
a time of idleness, a time of unrest. You will not know what to do. You'll just be there, no battle to fight anymore. There were battles before. Now you've gotten the victory over your sin. Now you don't have any battle. What should you do? Do not remain in idleness and don't start to invent things for yourself. Some people become so restless. Oh, let us go for pic- and they don't say, Oh, let us go for this picnic and organize plays and organize sports programs. And in doing that, oh, the devil comes in, he knows how to play more than you, and he will help you play away the Holy Spirit that has been graciously given to you through the laughter, through the play, through the jesting, through the amusements. The Spirit of God is laughed away and played away and then we find ourselves clean and empty once again. And you have seen what the solution is. Thank God for teaching us these lessons. In the life of Gideon, he was betrayed into error. We are seeing what we should not repeat and we are hearing how we, sh- we, how we can overcome where Gideon failed. And in those days, why was it that Gideon did what he did? In the book of Judges 21 verse 25, we are told in those days, There was no king in Israel. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Because they apostatized from the Lord, the Israelites, even when they came back, they had forgotten the ways of the Lord. And they usually did things that was right in their own eyes. But we are not like them. We have our Bibles. We cannot claim the same excuse they had. We cannot go about doing what is right in our own eyes because we have the word of God. Brothers and sisters, that's our lesson for today. And I pray that God will give us the grace so that we will not fall into the same error that Gideon fell into. Let us appropriate the times when there are no conflicts. Let us not allow the devil to lure us into sin after, he, after the Lord has graciously granted us victory and granted us of his spirit. Let us pray. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you once again for giving us this spiritual food and helping us as we have fellowship with you to teach us once again from your word we pray that these lessons shall be valuable for us that we may be able to escape the snares of satan and that we may maintain the victories that you have given to us thank you lord for hearing our prayers and thank you for answering in jesus name we've prayed amen